Hey, Slip Angle listeners. It's Abe here. Today's show is a three-part episode with drivers from the Grid Life Track Battle Series. We had our event at Autobahn Country Club this weekend, and I was able to connect with a few of them remotely while uh, they competed in the weekend or were making the drive back home to wherever they're from. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, this is a show with Brandon Ranvec, Alex Moss, who's been on the show before, and Sean Krebsback. And all three of them had a pretty stellar performance weekend. So I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Slip Angle. I'm here with uh, Brandon Ranvec of Team Twitch, who is driving the S54 swapped E36 M3 in street class in uh, Grid Life Chicago event. Uh, how are things? Oh, things are things are fantastic. Oh, I'm just having a blast running the S54 and the E36 chassis. She's named she's named Twitch. And it is just a riot. How much better do you think that is than the S54 and the E46? I mean, you get you get a lightness benefit, but what else do you get? Um, it's a little bit of a smaller car, which I've always kind of preferred. I, the E46 isn't big, but um, I kind of like the little, the smaller boxy chassis. You know, I came from an Evo, which is a small boxy chassis, the Evo 9 platform. And uh, kind of like how the Evo 10 feels a little bit big in comparison to me, the E46 feels big in comparison to the E36. So I just like it. It feels more nimble to me. I, I can feel the road, feel the inputs. The, it's just more raw. Um, now, at, at Gingerman, you guys, you were not slow, but just a little bit off leadership pace. Uh, but here, it seems like at Autobahn, things are going much better. I think the car um, really likes this track. It's a sort of a momentum track. It I don't know that there there are a few big power sections, but if you can carry momentum on this track, it, it's really rewarding. Well, and you've yeah, course, you've driven speeds. here and held records here before, so I think it's probably a good fit to, uh, in this case, just changing chassis and kind of getting right back to it. Sorry, one second. There's an announcement. I'm standing next to the PA. It's probably a bad decision. <laughs> Tell Adam to shut his pie hole. Okay. Yeah. Right. There we go. Okay. He's done talking now. So, as as I said, you've you've held records here in the past. Jesus. <laughs> okay. As you were saying. Yeah, I said you you held records here in the past in the Evo, and so it's probably just you know it's it's like uh, hand to glove, right? It it probably feels familiar and you just jump right into the new car and things just feel right. Well, I, it, not exactly. Cause I've had some bad luck here too. I've broken some stuff. I broke a crank in the Evo. I broke a, a transmission, a dog box. So it, it's been an expensive trips. And usually when I'm here at Autobahn, I have set records, but at, at big cost. So, um, coming in a car that 
is a little bit less maintenance, not as high strung. And being able to set a pace like this feels really good. It, it's nice. It, this experience is probably more rewarding than I've ever had in the Evo. And not to say or take anything away from what, what we've done in the Evo. I just, I'm really proud of what that car is, Twitch is capable of doing here. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome to watch. Um, you, you've you kind of been sidelined for a little while, and I think in part is just because the, the Evo is so built up and it's it's expensive to bring out, right? Like, that's just it. It's so expensive. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna compete with an Evo, you've got to be ready to be paying out big dollars on on parts that could potentially fail. Because in order to set those times, you have to re-engineer the entire car. Um, and you know, we're we're not all factory engineers. We're trying to do what we can to make things work. And you know, you try, you fail, you fix what's broken, and you you get back out there. But that gets pretty expensive after a while. So, so yeah, kind of taking a step back a little bit, getting back to some roots of, of uh, turning laps and, and, and feeling the car and feeling the track and going faster as a driver. I miss, I miss doing that a lot, and this car is allowing me to get back to refining the craft and really enjoying the drive. Well, it's, I, I think it's not all that different from Andy's approach with Trainer, right? Like it's a very simple setup, and the whole point of the car is to be able to just go out and do as many laps as you can without focusing on anything else other than getting better. 100%. Yeah, having a car that has a really good setup and just driving um, and not not overly set up, not overly engineered, just keeping it simple and turning laps. So that's exactly what Trainer is. That's why it's named Trainer. Um, so, yeah, it's the same type of approach and I'm enjoying it. I would call Twitch. Twitch is a, an, another trainer. It's kind of been called or dubbed, honored one of the, the new trainers in the group. Well, it's uh, what's funny is that right now it's its pace is pretty similar to Trainer, but I think uh, trainers, yeah. trainers on slicks, so that might be uh, the S54 is a little bit faster. Yeah, in all honesty, you know, the, the, the AO52s, I don't know that they're that far off of, of uh, Hoosiers, uh, the, the, I, I don't know if he's on A7s or... I think, or, he's, I think, I think it's R7. I, I think they're or R7s, yeah. I, I don't know that the pace is is too far off. That The AOs are a crazy tire. Well, I don't know that... You you might know that uh, at Circuit of the Americas, when James Houghton brought the TSX, he was running on the AO52s and not a racing slick and uh, ran really well. That's that's impressive. Yeah, um, the street tire game is, uh, has changed quite a bit. I... I will say that they they are an amazing tire, the AOs, but you know, I'm on my second grid life event and they're they're looking like they might be cashed after this weekend. Oh, so man. and I know that those tires in particular are not cheap. I always thought that R E seventy ones were expensive, but I think the Yokos are more expensive, right? Yeah, they are pretty spendy. So but you do get you get rewarded for putting that dollar in. I know that Austin's on some next ends, which uh, in in the specific size, it's a good tire. But if you throw AOs on his car, he's probably he's probably faster, I would guess. It's been uh, it's fun it's been fun to watch you guys kind of trade trade spots back and forth all weekend. It's uh, it's a good battle, um, and I guess one that I probably expected, but I didn't expect it to be this close. Oh man, to to see the street tire class, uh, street class getting into thirty twos now at at Autobahn South, yeah, that's pretty wild. What do you uh, What do you say about Ferris breaking into the twenty sixes in the uh, track mod group? Um, 
that car is a monster. Um, he and I were talking yesterday. He's he's had some uh, front end grip issues, or he just cannot get the front to bite, and so he's relying a lot on a lot of power to to gain some of that time. So once he gets that, that grip to the front end, you're just going to see that car continue to get faster and faster and faster. So he there's there's still so much more potential in that car. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild, right? Because uh, I remember from a couple of years ago seeing Andy in the A chassis you know, go only a few seconds faster than that. Um, it's, it, it's kind of amazing what the track mod group has been able to do this year. And I think Ferris is kind of leading that charge with, you know, MS seven, really not that far behind at all. Um, what's, what's the status with MS seven? Uh, MS seven, <laughs> maybe in, in, in the lack of proper judgment, but, you know, trying to have a lot of fun, MS7 went out for a drift session yesterday and uh, broke a rear diff and um, classic. So, so yeah, it's it's a little injured right now and yeah, they took it out of the competition. But hey, that that uh, drift through one, two, three, four, that connection that was pretty fantastic. Just <laughs> <laughs> standing on the sidelines watching everybody go, what? The time attack car? No, you're not up yet. Wait, wait. And Andy's in the car like, no, no, I'm going to drift. <laughs> and he takes off and he just lays into the the uh, first quarter and whips it around and everyone's like, oh, my God. I wish I would have yep. been there to see it. That sounds awesome. It was pretty rad. Uh, People were like, you did, guys are ridiculous. Did, uh, did you guys not bring a spare diff for it? Um, I don't I don't think there is a spare diff for it. Oh, that's so, sad. Well, uh, in any case, I mean, he's going he's gonna to walk away with second place in track mod for sure. So uh, it's not as if he's too far along or too far behind in the points. Um, Ferris is still playing catch-up because he's done fewer events. So I don't know. What other events do you have planned for 2020? Um, it's kind of an event-by-event basis right now. Busy family life and trying to get, uh, get the business back going with some of this COVID stuff. Is, uh, is a little bit of a challenge. So I'll take the ones that I can make and uh, I'll be here having fun uh, when I can, partying with everybody. Yeah, man. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate your time on the phone and uh, you've still got two sessions left. So right now you're in the lead, but I, uh, I really don't know if Austin's got anything left, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out. So you better go no, out not, and prepare not, for not the next all. session. I mean, that, that 32 that I ran felt really nice. I don't know how much more I have in it, especially with... It's getting hotter out here. Um, I think the track's going to continue to be a, a, a tra- challenge the rest of the day. Well, uh, I wish you the best. And uh, uh, in it, I'm sure you're going to enjoy one of those fancy Grid Life trophies. So those are, those are handmade with love by me. So I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Abe. Yeah, see you, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Welcome back, Slip Angle. I am here with... Uh, Alex Moss, uh, driver of Super K, and also Baby Sloan. She's going to be a guest on the podcast as well. So, uh, Alex, you just finished the weekend at Audubon Country Club. How did things go? Uh, yeah, it was an intense weekend, um, as it always seems to be for Street Mod this year. Um, we ended up second place um, behind Sean uh, Krebsback and ahead of Jackie. Um, we lost by 0.078, I think. It's a pretty small uh, margin. So less, less than a tenth, but 
that is, you know, we're three events in now, and as I think I said to you on Facebook, that, that's the most dominant victory we've had in Street Park in 2020. So hats off to Sean for what he is able to do and to, to really um, dominate the class this week. I looked, and I am pretty sure that that was a three-second improvement over last year. Uh, yes, uh, pretty close. Yeah, I think it was a 30.8 uh, was the record from last year. Isn't that unbelievable? I, yeah, I actually said in uh, Gridlife posted a, uh, a picture of us um, with that record, and, and I predicted that that record would not make the podium. Um, and, and that was true. It would have taken uh, that record but minus 2.7 seconds to make the podium. So so third place was 2.7 seconds faster than the street mod record from last year, which is insane. Well, it's, it's to insane. me, it's, it's kind of unbelievable because I, I know that, you know, Sean has worked on his car a decent amount uh, compared to last year, but I knew that he added horsepower, but it's, I guess it's hard for me to believe that, you know, three seconds was horsepower alone. I just... On that track, it seems like you know there's there's more driver mod and there's there's other bits as well. What do you uh, yeah. in in your case? What do you think is making you so much faster? Uh, well, our car is we didn't actually compete last year um, at Autobahn, but our car is vastly different from last year. It's a complete rebuild, um, you know. So so that's why we're so much faster than we were at. Um, like at West Festival and, and things like that from last year. Um, reason I think Sean's faster, um, he's a phenomenal driver. He's getting better as a driver. Uh, he added some power. He took out some weight. Um, I'm sure he did some other things. Um, Sean is, is the guy that's kind of quiet in the background, just kind of watching what everyone else is doing. And as they often say, you always have to be... Um, careful with the quiet ones, and, and Sean is definitely one of the quiet ones. Um, but uh, the other thing I think it is, is, is um, the level of competition pushes everybody to go faster. And, and I think I said this in, in um, uh, after we, we went to Gingerman late last year, that if Dewey hadn't have been there, we would have um, finished in a higher position, but we would have gone slower. No and doubt. I think that's that's definitely true. Each driver, you know, and Sean, Jackie, um, me, Dewey, uh, Ron are all going faster and faster and that's pushing each other to go faster and faster and to achieve things that, you know, we didn't a hundred percent consider likely or even possible a year ago. Right. Well, uh, something that I think is unique about Sean's car is if you put his right next to yours, um, his, his is the car is also very unassuming with the exception of the new livery, right? It's, it looks very basic, but mechanically it's, it's pretty sophisticated. Um, yeah, Sean's, Sean's car looks way less modified than my, mine does. And when you come down to it, he's got a, uh, just comparing wings side by side, his wing is way smaller than mine is. Um, it, comparing splitters and, all that kind of stuff. He's he's got actually a new homemade carbon fiber split. He's getting we call it the the Krebs back ups and crafts projects. Uh, when he talks about the carbon fiber work. Yeah, doing. right. Um, but yeah, it looks it doesn't look that far modified from a stock Evo, but it's a rocket 
and uh, Sean is a phenomenal driver. Um, we were a couple of years ago. We went to DCTC, um, and Andy and Andy took the, his Evo out there, his what we call a chassis, the Time Attack Evo that uh, had in a, a dump box at the time, and I know it's probably 600 wheel horsepower or something like that. Pretty crazy fast um, Evo. And we were running Northcross there into the night, and Andy and Brandon were kind of trading in that same car, taking turns in the car and trading lap times back and forth. Um, who was going to win and who was going to beat the other one in, in Andy's Evo. And they gave the car to Sean to drive, and he took two or three runs in it and beat both Andy and Brandon in that car. So, no kidding. You know, I didn't. Sean I didn't know is, that story. Yeah, Sean is Sean is an incredible driver. Uh, and he's a quiet one. Um, so yeah, watch out for Sean. <laughs> I, I think we will. So, uh, I, I did, uh, the official results post and got the points updated already. Um, and you're at, uh, 299, which, uh, you've done three events. So you're, you're only like, you, you only lost this weekend by less than a 10th. So you got 99 while Sean got a uh, hundred, but yep. Sean has now 200, but he's only done two events. And so, um, you know, I fully expect the remainder of the year to be kind of a battle of inches, right? Where you, yep. you're you going to need to score some more hundreds in order to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we, we're three events in now. It's so 2020. So, so the fall festival or fall special, whatever it's called. Um, that was event one of 2020. Then we went to Gingerman. That was event two. This was event three. This is a first, the first event where there hasn't been a tie at 100 points. That's true, and it's yeah. 100 to 99. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? And it should be 100 to 100. Oh, yeah. Should it be? <laughs> should it? Um, so tell me about the schedule you have planned for the rest of the year. Where. Uh, what events are you wanting to attend? So we have tickets to every grid life event, um, and so the the car is the car. We rebuilt the car over the winter. Uh, the car now has done eight hot laps uh, since that. So tomorrow um, it essentially goes down for another rebuild. Um, and rebuild in got, this case is what. Uh, rebuild in this case is we're replacing all the suspension components. It's getting new hubs. Um, it's getting uh, all new suspension arms, new spindles, all that kind of stuff um, through a, a Wisefab suspension kit. Um, it is also getting uh, the driveline fixed, as everybody probably knows. Oh, maybe that's a little uh, self-fulfilling, and everybody knows this. But as, as probably some people know, uh, we keep blowing up deaths. Um, this weekend, we blew up um, fifth gear on the transmission. Um, second hot lap of that last session, I lost fifth gear. Um, so we are replacing the transmission and the differential to beef those things up. What, uh, what um, did the lap indicator predictor say when the transmission gave out? I don't know, but it felt really, really good. Uh, I think I would, I'm, I'm pretty certain I was up. Um, but we'll see. I haven't pulled the data yet. I haven't looked at the data, but, but we'll see. It felt really good. It felt like it felt like the winner. 
<laughs> yeah, the ones that uh, get away. It's it's interesting. Right. In Sean's case, I don't think he did that many hot laps all weekend. I, I know that he was working through uh, a few mechanicals and things. And yesterday he said he just didn't feel like the car was driving right. But everything kind of came yep. together today. And the weather held off enough to give everybody clean laps on Sunday, which was a surprise. Yeah, we were expecting rain um, at least one full day. Um, We didn't have, you know, actually the the fifth session, I thought I saw some water on my windshield. But other than that, we we didn't have a damn track all weekend, which was amazing, uh, given the forecast. So, yeah, I mean, Sean was battling his own uh, mechanical gremlins um, at uh, Gingerman, we were the beneficiary of Jackie having his mechanical issues. Um, this weekend, we had some mechanical issues. So, you know, that's just part of the game. And, and that lap is a lap that got away. Um, it might have been a winning lap, but you can't fall back in, on the what-ifs. It's, it's just part of the game that these cars are going to fail at some point, um, and we have to deal with them. So deal with it when they do. Uh, we have about a month now until the fourth round, which is our midsummer meet at Mid-Ohio. And you said yes. the car is going down for a rebuild. Are you inclined yes. to say what you're planning to do? Uh, yeah, so we, I, I think the cat's pretty much out of the bag now. But we are doing a new differential. Uh, we're going to put, um, we think, a 350Z um, differential in it, which should um, hold the power and, and be a lot stronger. Um, and then we're also putting a new transmission in it. Uh, one of the, the things that we have noticed um, or we're, as we're kind of looking at the, the competition is shift times. And, and we're shifting so much right now. At, at Gingerman, we're shifting three, four, five, six, times right? Huh? You're typically going three, four, five, six? Yes, yes. 16, 16 shifts a lap at Gingerman is what we're doing. Um, and that, that time adds up. So... Um, How much time is it? Don't know for sure. I always think shift times are a little bit like, uh, I don't know, a little bit focus focus on how much time you spend shifting and what that time actually costs you. So I I think it could be anywhere from a second and a half to maybe two and a half, three seconds. We'll we'll find out um, because our Plan, or hopefully we'll find out because our plan is we're going to be putting a BMW 7-speed dual-clutch transmission in the car. Which I've known about for a while but wasn't allowed to tell anybody. And I'm very excited to hear it, um, right. to, to hear more about it. But has, has has this been done before? Are you are you following a formula or is, are, is there going to be some new engineering here? Um, this a little bit. So this is kind of like the case what was. Uh, it's not... It's not true cutting, cutting edge. Um, it has been done before, um, and it has been done in time attack cars. And there's actually other um, grid life competitors we know that are planning or actively working on um, doing the swap too. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of unknowns to figure out, and um, whether we get it done by mid Ohio is kind of a a uh, questionable goal uh, that. That is our goal to be at Mid Ohio with the car with the DCT. We've got and a whole month. I know that Andy doesn't work slow. He doesn't work slow, but this is—I mean, this is significant. Um, Our—we are—we are committed to getting the car to Alpine Horizon though in August. Yeah. So uh, Sean was really fast there last year. 
um, I would I would expect that a DCT mod in your car would be a leg up you might need on that track in order to get uh, really close, if not you know beat him. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, one of the things that we've known um, you've known about this, and, and we've been talking about this for um, probably eight months now that that this was kind of in the works and in the plans. So coming into this year. Um, our expectations or my expectations of the car were if we are there or thereabouts and, and by thereabouts I mean within you know a second or two of the leaders by the time we get these um, these upgrades in I, I felt that we were going to be pretty competitive then so the fact that we're competitive on this H pattern trans is um, is very it's a little bit surprising, but it's also, um, it bodes well for us, I think. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Um, so have you driven at Mid-Ohio before? I've never been to Mid-Ohio, no. I've driven on iRacing. I like it. It's a fun track. It's it's a really cool place. Um, I sincerely hope you get the car done before then. Yeah, it was kind of the question of whether we, whether we take the car down now um, and and try and make mid-Ohio, or if we wait and take the car to Honda meet, and then, you know, kind of show it off there a little bit and, and have some fun at Honda meet, and then take it down, and, and but then definitely mid-Ohio is out of the question. Um, but I think we've decided that, that with how close the competition is and, and the fact that we're probably going to have uh, several people at 300 points for sure after three events... Um, we should try and aim to be as competitive as possible at the competitive events. Yeah, absolutely. I I guess I fully expect uh, the season to come down to being decided at, at Gingerman at the end, right? Because at least in street mod, with the competition as tough as it has been, I would expect the winner to have 400 points in, in a best of the season four rounds. I, I think that's kind of inevitable. I mean, we've been looking at it after... We, we tied with Dewey. We got second, but we tied on points. We got 100 points at Gingerman in the fall. We got 100 points at Gingerman uh, in the spring. Um, 400 points, basically, with the, the way the points works, 400 points guarantees us the championship, but it may be a shared championship. Yeah, especially which, two which of the three is events. unbelievable. Right. Two of the three events so far, we've been sharing 100 points. Um so when we put this scoring system together, it was it was meant to reflect uh, the the points were ultimately meant to reflect how close the competition actually was, and the fact that we have uh, as many drivers as we do at you know ninety nine or one hundred points per event is is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's I mean I don't think that when we looked at the point system, it, you know, when it first got announced. It was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That 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 makes sense. You know, it's not if you win by a little tiny bit, you get a little tiny bit of a points advantage. If you win by a lot, you get a big points advantage. Um, I don't think anybody expected the fact that the total margin of victory after three events in street mode is something like a tenth and a half now. Yeah, it's that's, that's crazy. It's it's nutty, and on top of that. Um, new driver uh, Ryan Matthews, who I've not met personally, is is not far off. 
Um, no, I met I met Ryan today. Actually, he came by the the trailer and um, at the last two events. So he was I don't know if he was at in the fall, but he was a gingerman in, in um, June, um, and he was he was uh, this weekend, obviously, and he's. Um, surprised me both times that right out of the gate he's fast and, and, and in fact he's like top three right out of the gate um, I think if he can figure out how to improve as, as the rest of the field improves as the weekend goes on um, he's going to be right up there too that's insane all right well uh, I wish you the very best taking the car apart and uh uh, trying to get things back together for mid Ohio. I hope to see you there. Um, if things go well, that may be the first event that I'm in person, uh, which will be exciting. But I will say that having worked remotely for the last two events, I get a remarkable amount of stuff done, uh, when I'm not <laughs> driving to and from the event. Like I did, yeah. I did the official results post and the write-ups and all that stuff. It's all done. Like, yeah. And it's the same all day, which is faster than it's ever been. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. We're on the drive home now, and uh, yeah, you, being able to get stuff done is, is probably pretty nice. But I'm I'm actually amazed at how much you are talking to me throughout the event, um, how much you're putting up with my questions and my comments, and you know, I'm I'm pretty opinionated and letting you know what I feel. And appreciate that you always respond to me and probably 50 other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah, uh, it's. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk all weekend working on stuff, but uh, now I am just happen to be holding a baby at the same time. Um, but it's, it's actually kind of great to have your computer at your fingertips to look up things and to, to make sure yep. that if you're making a ruling, uh, you don't back yourself into a corner and things like that. Um, yep. There was some discussion about, you know, components underneath the vehicle and, and what constitutes a diffuser and then, you know, what constitutes an aero device. And, uh, we, I had to work through that today where it was like, okay, well it says this and that implies this and this implies that. So what do we think this part is in this case? It was just a, you know, it was a two by three piece of sheet metal. It's like, well, what do you call okay. that? And so I, I, those instances, being able to focus and read and make sure that your interpretation is consistent with the rules, is uh, it's nice to be at home to do that. Yeah, yeah. As an old boss of mine used to say, um, everybody has an angle, even me. So take everybody's, everybody's opinion and everybody's comments with a grain of salt because it's always to further their own agenda. Um, and there are, there are some interesting, and, and we've been through this this weekend, right? But there's some interesting um, components that, that interact there. You know, us as competitors, um, furthering our agenda to get the advantages that, that we can get. There's also us as competitors as uh, trying to ensure that other people do not get fair, unfair advantages over us, and as you guys, as the um, ruling body, trying to decide and, and referee all that. So, so well, uh, it's not easy. I won't. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't <laughs> talk about it too much on the podcast. But I will let you know. You might be surprised that Adam and I got an email from the manager of Nankang Motorsport today. Yeah. Uh, 
discussing discussing uh, attire that exists that is uh, in limited supply, but is for sale. And uh, yes. it's expected that more will be available in July. Wonderful. And um, uh, they got a whole bunch of tire sizes, actually. That's um, awesome. That's, that's good news. Do, so, you, do you run an 18? I do, I do need an 18. I have to have an 18. And do you run a 285.30? I would love a 285.30. Well, they're going to have those. That's, that sounds perfect. But where I was going with that comment is uh, us as competitors can't be upset about other competitors trying to get an advantage because that's what we're all trying to do. Um, all we can do is make our case and, and when the ruling comes down, we have to accept that ruling. Um, we can we can further plead our case if we want, which I certainly did this weekend. Or I, I can tell you, you guys decide, that, I can tell you that, that someone successfully argued their way out of a protest uh, yesterday. And in, in impressive fashion, actually, I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, you still need to fix it, but we can't disqualify you for this vet. So it was it was clever. And I, you know, we we tipped our hats to him because it was a good argument. That's that's what we're all trying to do. Um, and I've had my part of that. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, uh, we're all in this fun and we need to keep it fun. Yeah. So. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your trip. By now, you're probably almost home. It's not even that far from Juliet. I'm going through Chicago. So, in uh, Pete, as everybody knows, Pete, right? In, in tri- typical Pete fashion, uh, he rented this big swamp cooler for us to, to keep us cool. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Is that what that was? Yeah. So, it, it was this big thing that we filled with water and it evaporated all the water and blew cold air at us. And it actually worked really, really well. Um, so hats off to Pete for thinking of that, but we got to go return that. Uh, and then I think we're going to get dinner. So we're around the O'Hare area right now. We'll um, get some margaritas. On. That's the plan. All right. Talk to you soon. That <laughs> sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, Sean, it's Abram. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Kind of exhausted. <laughs> I believe it. You've been, uh, you've been fighting a car all weekend. Yeah. So, uh, you, Put the car together uh, in the last week. I think you got it tuned at Ronnie's um, a few days ago, and uh, you went to the track. How did things go yesterday? Um, things yesterday were a little slow. It just took me a little while to get my legs under me. Um, the car felt fine. We had it set on low boost, and was just kind of seeing how the car was going to react with all the changes with the new lower control arms and new suspension and power and everything. It was kind of like driving a new car. So um, just kind of took it easy and tested things out and, and started in the middle with suspension settings and then just kind of went from there for how it felt and got faster and faster and more confident and just kept looking at my, my old logs from last year and seeing how much more speed I had then, you know, that helped me go a lot faster and push harder and, and realize what the car could do again since I haven't driven it since so long. So Well, yesterday you told me uh, you felt like the car was was tracking a little bit weird under braking. What uh, what did you figure out? Uh, we figured out that the camber bolts on the struts, there were two of those, one on each side, and they were both not tight enough. Like they weren't loose or anything, like the nut was coming off, but they were sliding back and forth. Oh, man. Which was causing weird issues like, under braking and even turning the car was acting kind of weird 
That After sucks. the second session, we figured that out and tightened it down. Check toe, it was okay-ish, and went back out and ran, I think, a, a 1 minute 30 then, I think it was, and the car felt a lot better then. So that was already faster than you had went last year. Um, yeah. What yeah, did, we what did the new power feel like? Um, it feels awesome, <laughs> to say the least. Um, on low boost, it's kind of, uh, it, it ramps up, so it's kind of laggy in the middle. But on high boost, the thing just, it, I mean, it pulls out of corners like crazy. Now, um, I assume that at that power level, you're going to have, you're going to have to keep your drivetrain and stuff, uh, you know, at top of mind. Uh, do you expect anything to, to break soon with this power? Um, everything's pretty much built for it right now. Um, I've heard of people breaking like a third gear. Uh, I know Jordan Cook broke one. And he was at about the same power level, same motor I have, same turbo and everything. Um, so someday that might go. But as far as everything else, uh, the T-case is built. It's got a ATS diff in it. Okay. And everything else should, should be okay around it, yeah. Um, now, you have, uh, you have 200 points, uh, which is basically two wins in the two events you've attended. What other events do you have planned between you and Ronnie who are collectively RS Motorsports team for this year? Uh, we don't have a plan, really. We just kind of threw this together kind of last minute. And um, I'm not even sure. I've, I was going to look at the point structure and everything on the way home tonight. Well, let me so, explain it to you. Yeah, so, you explain it to me so I can understand it. <laughs> so in class, uh, the winner always gets 100 points. Okay. The drivers that finish behind them get a number of points consistent with how far behind them they were. So uh, one-tenth of a, a second behind gets 99, two-tenths gets 98, so on and so forth. So okay. uh, today, Alex Moss finished behind you uh, 0.078 seconds, which is uh, rounded to 0.1. So he gets 99 from this weekend, and you get 100. Okay. So he has, he's done three events, but he has 299 and you have 200. So okay. is I, it a total of four events you need? It'll be four. Yeah. And so last year we had done the, the brackets at Road America. Uh, this year we're, we're not doing that, at least not uh, officially as part of the competition. So it will just be f- the best four events of the season. Okay. And uh, I actually just got off the phone with him. I, he and I both agree that we expect that the winner in street mod, because the competition is so close, will likely have four wins and 400 points. Yeah, it's going to take that, I think. <laughs> uh, especially since rounds one and two uh, that you didn't attend, uh, both first and second got 100 because the margin of victory was uh, less than uh, five hundredths, right? Okay. So it was rounded down to a gap of zero. Yep. So yep, it's uh, it's super, super close. And I didn't expect the, the three of you actually to be as close as you were. But it's it's been kind of incredible to see how much Street Mod as a class has progressed in the last year. Yeah, yep. I was I was kind of curious coming into the weekend, like, how am I going to stack up? These guys are flying at Gingerman, you know, and I haven't been there in a year or so. And just to see what I would even run if I could, you know, and the first day it seemed like I had nothing for him. I just kind of kept my head down and kept working and looking at data and making changes. And, and we were there in the end finally. (laughs) So, um, are you the kind of person that will come off track and, uh, 
open up the laptop and start reviewing data right away? Or is that, because I know some people do that, but not very many. Um, I started doing that, yep. So this weekend, every time I came off track, I went and looked at data. And like, where can I go faster? Where can I go faster? Are you are you sharing data with like other drivers? I know that Luke is a big proponent of the AIM software. Um, like, do you have that as reference, or are you just looking at your own stuff? Um, this weekend was just looking at my own stuff. Um, me and Moss looked at stuff just computer to computer because he has a different software. Right. It doesn't doesn't work with with AIM. But uh, and then I compared with uh, Puglisi. Okay. So he was a little bit. He was a little bit slower this weekend. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. I know that he's you know continuing to put the car together, but he's usually really strong at Autobahn. So something must yeah. have not been quite right. Yeah, they had a. We looked at our logs, and I was blowing him away in fourth gear, and it turned out it was like some tuning issue he had. Really? It just it just wasn't making the power in fourth gear. We'd shift to fourth at about the same time, and I would just walk away from him. That's on, wild. On, yeah. So it was kind of crazy. So I, I've not yet seen the car uh, in person since it's been built. But uh, what do you think of Ferris's setup? Ferris's car is wild, to say the least. <laughs> it's, um, uh, he's, built, he's built a monster. It's it's way faster than I expected it to be. And it's it's been really, really capable on these short tracks. Um, but I, his gearing is so short that I would expect if he goes to a place like Road America or Road Atlanta that he's going to run out of gear. Yeah, I don't know if he can change his, his rear end or something like that to make it a little bit longer, but yeah, he's going to have it's, it's also kind of scary. Or so. It's it's also kind of scary that like at Road America, I would not be surprised to see that car coming close to kissing 200 if it wanted to. Yeah, yeah, it'd be up in the 190s, I'm sure. Because if you compare it to some of like um uh, the unlimited cars like Wills and James, those cars make a lot more downforce and a lot more drag. So I think uh, last year when Will was was at Road America, I think he was only in the 170s, but that wasn't a surprise uh, just because the car makes so much downforce. Yeah, I remember him and Dewey comparing um, top speed at the end of one, and they, were, they weren't too far off. I mean, five, ten miles an hour only. Well, I guess uh, given your proximity to the track, I wouldn't be surprised to see you at Pikes Peak, but uh, you're probably still one event shy from a season championship uh, contention. So you've, have you ever driven at Mid-Ohio? Um, I was there two or three years ago. I think it was two years ago, and it rained the entire time. I remember that. And I hated it, and I want to go back because the track looks like a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Mid-Ohio is known for in, being super in rewarding in the rain, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, and obviously you'll probably be at Pikes Peak. Uh, how far is Road America from you? Uh, Road America is only about seven hours from me. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you live too far away. Have you considered moving to someplace that's not as far? <laughs> uh, not anytime soon, I guess. Um, so I don't remember exactly how your car did at Road America, but was I, I assume it was quick because it makes a lot of power, but did you find that you were uh, kind of hitting a wall uh, on top speed last year? At Road America? Um, Road America last year for me was kind of, I wasn't pushing as hard as I ne- needed to because at the time I was leading in points and I only needed to be third, second or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's kind of an intimidating track, so I kind of held back a little bit. I think I was like a 124 or 224. Oh, yeah. 225, and something I, like that. What do we finish with a 222, I think? Yep. It was a really yeah, fast lap. Yeah, flying. Yep. Um, yeah, I think with him sitting out this weekend, uh, had he been competing as well, it probably would have been a legitimate four-way competition for 
the the overall win. And yep. um, I was saying to Moss, someone that I don't know yet, uh, but is kind of new. His name is Ryan Matthews. He's not he's not off the pace by much, and uh, okay. I think he'll uh, he'll start contending with you guys here soon. Mm-hmm. I think was he, he that this weekend? Yeah, he ran like a one thirty uh, flat or something. The the red C five Z O six. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty quick. Um, oh, that's cruising. But well, uh, I'll probably let you off the phone. But I wanted to say congratulations. Uh, Street mod is insane, and you're at the you're kind of at the the top of the spear. So um, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I hope that we see you again soon. Yep, definitely. We'll be out on track. <laughs> All right. Drive safe, man. Yep. Thanks, Abe. Take care. Yep. Bye. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a gridlock to say hello. Hello.